0: Good evening, one and all. Yes, halfway through another week. I know it flies by, doesn't it? And this is me, Barry, with another book and a chat. Well, my guest today, we were due to have one before, and we we had issues getting connections and phone numbers and everything else like that. But I'm pleased to say we're both there today. I'm here, she's there, we're actually working, and I can't wait to chat to her. Because be it where she was born, where she lives now, the places she goes to, all the things she's done. She is a fascinating lady, I can tell you. Best-selling, uh, internationally best-selling author, seminar leader, lecturer, musician, CEO, and more. can I say? Writer of some wonderful books. On my guest today, I have the one and only, and i got to get this right because we just practiced it, <laughs> Elona Selkie. Hi, Elona, how you doing?
1: Hi, very how sweet of you. I love your voice and your <laughs> British accent.
0: <laughs> exactly, so as we said, it's, uh, I refuse to lose it, to be quite honest. In America, a British accent has a lot of advantages. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It has class. Exactly.
0: I yes, I mean, because I wasn't sure whether, you know, I'd hear the German accent or the Bali accent or the American accent or, <laughs> you know, just an English American right. accent with you. But, I mean, it's it's great, whatever it is. <laughs>
1: it's, it's a mix. It's a, it's a mix. I do speak four languages fluently. However, I'm trying to sound American when I'm here, and I hope most of the people... Here in America will agree it's sweet enough, yeah okay. right. I know, I mean
0: that's the thing with me. I have to sort of yeah you know, when I'm speaking to somebody, I have to mentally change words as I'm about right. to say them <laughs> so right. people will understand them, and that. right um but as I said, I mean, you, know, for a start, you were born in the Himalayas, weren't you?
1: Yes, and I thank my parents for that because they decided <laughs> I should to be hope so yeah. <laughs> They wanted to be global citizens, and my father wanted to actually learn Esperanto and did start it as a global language, and he thought, we're one planet, let's give up this little bit of, you know, me and mine and you and yours, well, we're not there yet, 50, 60 years later, Oh, however... I became the product of my parents' dreams, and we live and travel internationally due to our business, and luckily we are able to do that. But right now, you're talking to me from an island north of Seattle in the Northwest Pacific, where we just recently had a gray whale in front of our house. Oh, wow. Yes, and then Bali where I'll be in three weeks. Where we have dolphins in front of our house. Well, actually, it's a retreat center, you know. Yep. But we love living, and I always say to my husband jokingly, we must like living dangerously because we have always a volcano in our backyard, <laughs> water in front of us, and cetaceans nearby. Wow. But, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe we all live parallel lives and or one life with. You know a certain circumstance, yeah. and we just happen to live it in numerous places. But the circumstances are oftentimes the same.
0: Because your your even your house where you live there uh, on the island is is not your normal sort of house, is it?
1: No, it's a ge- geodesic dome. Buckminster Fuller decided that uh, building a dome-like structure was the best for amplifying energies and energy conservation. And so we, both my husband and I dreamt of it independently of each other. We built it. I built it when I was with him when I was 28. So it started early in my life. But it does. I can't afford the luxury of a negative thought inside a geodesic home. When we, you know, it's like, you, you know, people love to just be sarcastic and make bad jokes. Well, I can't. It's, it just like instantly turns into some kind of monstrous reality if i try so i do only focus on say what i mean and mean what i say
0: but
1: one of those things we should probably all do because the universe is always listening to us whether we live in a geodesic dome
0: or not i mean do do you do you think that's just you or do you really think it's the the actual properties of the house the shape and and how it is actually amplifies those thoughts
1: No, geometric forms and structures amplify energy and thought forms and thought being energy, it's just another format of it, amplifies that as well. So I mean, I don't have to be in a geodesic dome to have my thoughts amplified. All of us can basically learn how to streamline our thoughts like a laser. Right. And if we practice and we direct our thoughts in one direction, all of them, not like half of them saying, yes, I want to, and the other half, no, but all in the same direction, we all have gigantic results if we do so, and that's what my book is about.
0: See, so if you if go back in... in history uh, and the power of the pyramids and even now yes. pi- people the pyra- you know people i don't know recharge phones under pyramids and stuff like that you know under sort yes. of pyramid cloches because of this yes. power of shapes and that that's expand- yes. you know that goes to what you're saying
1: Yes, and actually, I forgot the name, but friends of ours in Bali are building geometric structures and have, you know, I've attended lectures. There are, the sacred geometry is not just a mystical approach to life. It actually uh, works and creates structures where, when you put seeds, like I, I attended this lecture where these people had done these experiments and they had grown seeds in different structural Mm -hmm. around them, like a house of an octagon, a geodesic, a circle and a square. And the seeds all from the same package, Mm -hmm. produced different results depending on the house that they were seeded in, like, you know, started as sprouters. And it you know, if you imagine that if you live in a geodesic dome, you feel and think differently, like a sprout grows differently. Right. Then in a square house, you soon will want to have the best kind of structure around, right? So I, uh, it would be, I mean, I, I physically saw these seeds with photographs producing different results for each different structure that they were grown in. Just houses, homes, you know, not like a, not like a big structure. Just a right. different shape of different, a house. Just different yeah.
0: shape, greenhouse sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I can understand that, uh, and I think that's a fascinating thing. Like the, with the ley lines and the power things and all that. I think, yes. I think it's stuff that we just don't know about, and, and you know, right. we, we continue to learn about it.
1: Yeah and you know different cultures Have paid attention to it In India they have uh, a whole science Around it And and in Bali also they have You put your head in a certain direction The food in a certain direction All that they understand In Bali especially they uh, Understand the sacredness of timing As well as positioning Being in the right place at the right time Mm. And to us westerners It looks like it actually Is some kind of hodgepodge, but I think this goes far outside of my book, but just a very simple story. When we were uh, building our retreat center and we didn't do it according to their Bali calendar, but I'd observed that things just happened to fall on the right days according to what Bali people thought were the right days. So here's the clincher. The first day we open our restaurant, which is right on the ocean, and dolphins come by. We sell our first cup of uh, I think it was coffee. I'm, I'm I, you know, I don't, I don't do, do alcohol. I do drink occasionally a cup of coffee, decaf. But we sell coffee because the Germans that come or Australians they love coffee. Right. So here we have first cup of something, anything that we sold on that day, and we're taking in the money. And my woman who's running the kitchen, the very first employee in the kitchen said this is so auspicious, she actually was going to go home early that day because she was starting her business specifically on that day because it was the day to start selling and the first money should be taken in on that very day. Now Uh, We did it accidentally, coincidentally, or the universe was watching over us, but it happened to line up with a Bali sacred calendar, and she was going to go home and open her little shop of selling flour and rice on the side of the street on that day, just to be on time, in the right timing, with a higher law that the Bali people still live by. So... Yeah, we in the west just have totally lost contact. Oh yeah, with that. we we
0: just say oh it's it's it, we're just the right time the right place, but that's not right. I mean it it you can plan oh, it, you can plan it. It's there, it's guiding you.
1: Yeah, and I mean I, I honestly believe that in my heart of hearts I hold that sentence, I'm at the right place at the right time. And when we do, I think we automatically line up with a greater time grid that we can say a time space grid that surrounds life and we align with it when we have that fundamental attention, intention so one of the things that I do write about is how you shift reality from maybe things not going so well to going perfectly well and with just making that little adjustment in our heart and mind to assume that there is this bigger better, more aligned universe that we can personally align to opens those doors. So all of us listening in right now can even start with a simple adjustment in our mind and say, if this were true, if there was a greater alignment that could be holding a greater potential for us, how about we just assume and feel into this potential or this possibility that I can be at the right place at the uh, the right time, Mm. in the right place at the right time just have that little mantra in
0: our hearts yeah, it's very true um, before we get on to your new book just want to pick up what you said about dolphins because of course your first and I think your third book uh, yes. are, are, are linked with dolphins
1: yeah the first and the second book are oh, linked with dolphins the first and the second mm-hmm. sorry yes, yes. Mm-hmm. no problem so Actually, you're, you know what? My children's book was the first, so you're correct. My second and third book.
0: Okay. <laughs> <right. laughs> okay. Okay. Yes, the children's book that was. Uh, Alain yes. learns to use his imagination, which is a fasc- yes. another fascinating thing. But I want to talk about the dolphins because dolphins are magical creatures. We all know that. You know th- yes. that they 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 are more intelligent than humans in so many ways, uh, and more understanding and more clever, uh, and all this. And you've you've picked up on that, haven't you, with with your books? um, So explain a bit about that, if you can, please.
1: Yeah, well, the first book called Wisdom of the Dolphins, um, it is chock full of stories of miraculous uh, stories of alignment, of healing, of what dolphins are capable of doing. Now, I've lived for 12 years in Hawaii at a dolphin beach, and for 10 years, we owned a dolphin watch boat, but the most amazing stories that i have to tell like are including healing and transforming handicapped children where i took handicapped children to swim with dolphins in the wild now mind you uh, most people think of going to pet a dolphin when they think of swimming with intelligent creatures like a little dog dolphins are way more intelligent than that. Yep. But they live at a, in a different, like in a dream time. And if we manage to get to that space of communicating with them, their answers are amazing. I have some answers and questions on video where I said, okay, and this might be a little surprising to some of our audience. I said, look, um, we always think of you know, a male dolphin and a female dolphin and a baby dolphin. Well, they live as a pod, mm-hmm. as a group. And I said, well, do they have any homosexuals amongst themselves? I put this question in my head, I dove into the water, my husband is next to me, and we're filming. Well, no sooner had I put out this question come three juvenile dolphins. They are younger, built, smaller, Mm -hmm. and they swim right in front of the camera, and they start banging each other, you know which way. Well. I am like stunned my, I mean, I have a snorkel in and I can't drop my jaw, (laughs) It is it is as if they clearly understood what I had asked. Now, fast forward to another experiment and I said, you know, I had all these dolphins swim by, but I hadn't seen any baby dolphins. And I said, okay guys, do you have any baby dolphins around? Well no sooner had I asked that they brought, like, a school of young, baby, young little dolphins yeah. around. It almost looked like a nursery to me. And I only have seen it then and then only, and that was off the island of Lanai when we were swimming um, with just my husband and myself and a couple others. And we were swimming with them for about an hour, and the dolphins uh, were circling us diving underneath of us and I did my thought experiments well this one was the clincher I suddenly hear in my head get out of the water now you just have enough energy to make it back so I stick my head out and I thought well this was I thought I heard the dolphins talk but you know it's a voice in my own head right Yeah. so I stick my head out of the water and I'm going okay guys uh well, what do we do? Do I do I? You know, how do I rile everybody up to go back, or do I? Do I how do I tell them it was like a half hour swim mm-hmm. back to the ocean, back to the shore? Well, at that time, everybody—my four, my husband, the other woman, myself—and then later on, another woman stuck their heads out, and like they looked, we looked at each other and said, "Did you just get a message to get back?" And they all had heard really. The same thing. Wow. So I paddle back, I make it halfway back when my right leg gave out. Couldn't move, had to drag it along. So I'm like 15 minutes from shore and when you're 15 minutes away from shore, looking at it is like these tiny little palm trees. It it feels like a world away. I said, don't panic, focus on the water, paddle one. paddle after another. I make it to the shore and I try to stand up And I collapsed, couldn't because my leg didn't, I don't know what had gone wrong with my knee. I couldn't stand up. I crawled onto the sand and I thought, how could they have known? Yeah. And it was not me only who had heard it. Otherwise, I would have thought my own intuition told me. No, all four of us had heard it and all four of us made it back. And just to make it even easier on us, the moment we decided we're going to go back, or just simultaneously, they swam out to sea as as if to say, look, you know, you guys go back, we, yeah. go, back, we go out there. Yeah. So, you know, if you think about it in human terms, like, can you imagine going to Walmart and then all of a sudden you as a human go and see, you know, a person there, reasonably young, I was what, in my, I don't even remember, 30s, late 30s, uh-huh. uh, you know, healthy woman, and you say, well, yeah, mentally, you put out the message and say, go back. You can just make it back to the car. If you go back right now, don't tilly, don't dally. I mean, who has the wherewithal to know that in advance, to get the message in that person's head, and to get that person possibly to hear it so loudly that they respond?
0: Now, and see, that's what happened. I can relate to that. About a month ago, yes. we were coming back from... I think we've been out singing somewhere, I can't remember. We were coming back from some place and we normally, Mm -hmm. we normally cut through, uh, the sort of back of the park to get to our house. And we're coming down the, the, uh, old 72, I think the road anyway. And just as we were coming up to where we normally turn off, both of us heard in our heads at the same time, don't turn off the road. Oh, my God. We don't know what what happened or what was down there, but both of us wow. heard that in our heads at the same time. You know, and, and we looked at each other, and, yeah, know, Mara said, did you okay. hear that? I said, yeah, we're not going there. She <gasps> said, that's right, I'm not going down there. Wow. And? I, I don't know. I mean, we don't know what would have happened if we'd have gone down there. We didn't go okay. down there, but, you okay. know, we weren't going to risk it. <laughs> right,
1: but you heard it at the same time. Yeah. And you, I mean, it's, the beauty of life is there is so much more than we're taught in school, and it takes radio stations like yours to bring the message out, and books like mine, or mm. what other people write, sharing the extraordinary, and then teaching step-by-step step how all of us
0: can participate in that extraordinary life. Well, and talk, talking about communi- you know, taking part in these things, and this is something, funny enough, I heard about three, four months ago, that yeah, the theory that our lives is actually part of somebody playing something like sim city in the future and <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we're just the characters in their game because but your new book dream big the universe is listening you know looks into that you know is this like a virtual reality stuff how do you ha- how, how's your is it a real life Good question. Good question. Well,
1: it acts as if it's a virtual reality. It acts as if your thoughts really matter. It's actually as if there is a greater force listening, and so intimately so that every thought, even the subconscious thoughts and feelings, then play themselves out in front of us as 3D reality. Now, we do live here collectively, so it's also collective creation, but you can create in your individual life the outcomes as, you align your subconscious, your conscious, and your superconscious mind. And in my book, Dream Big, I write about some extraordinary stories from uh, that uh, some of my students have gone through as well as myself, and then how we were able to shape-shift reality to make a better world because nobody really talks about that in universities, right? Yeah. It's more like we still believe in a mechanistic universe that we were taught from the it's like the Newtonian universe, you know, where we, with the universe works like a clockwork, and we are supposed to fit in like wheels, and uh, hopefully are not the cog in the, in some kind of wheel. Uh, but we're pro. Hopefully we work like a factory machine, but we don't, and we are dreamers, and we create the results that we hold in our consciousness and in our feeling. And so, if in my book I describe some of the magical transformations, and I can give some easy three words I can teach everybody to start right now. Because, well, one of many people have already figured out by the time they listen to these kind of shows that they can say, I need a parking spot when they need one, and then usually one shows up, right? It's like, it's, people have had experiences where they say something out loud and then it happens. So if it happens to one, it happens to two or three, it, happens, it can happen to all of us. We can talk to the universe and it is listening. So here is something you can do when things aren't going well.
0: Yeah. Ready? Yeah. No, I no, I understand. Okay. So, I mean, how do you start shaping this? How do you start, I guess, listening to yourself as much as anything?
1: Well, yeah. And also realizing in the first step, listen, there might be a universe out there that is listening. So, let me be taking that possibility. Read books about it. Mm-hmm. Read Dream Big, The Universe is Listening that I wrote. Read other books that talk about it. But... It puts, if you are willing to be in the driver's seat of your life and if you're willing to say, oh, something isn't quite going the way I want it to go and you just take the three words I'm going to teach you right now and practice them a couple times next week. The three words are stop, look, and choose. Mm -hmm. And you, and I'll walk you through this. So if something isn't going well, you stop and you step out just like a director would if you were making a movie you step out of the film and say no, 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 it didn't go right but in doing so you let your higher awareness of who you truly are that core essence of you take a look at what is happening and in that moment you become the part that looks onto your life not being embroiled in whatever you just step back and go let me appreciate, let me look and let me make adjustments right. and in that moment you're Become the seat, the center of your driver position. You become the aware soul, and it's the first step, and an easy step to take to awaken more to the part that makes a choice. Next, you look at what's happening and you feel what you are feeling, and you become aware of the struggles, the strife, the insecurities, or whatever. But it's no longer you having that feeling; it's you're looking at the you having that feeling. Right. So. You, you you come back into the observer and look at it. And that gives you enough time to ask a crucial question. What do I really want? And oh. when you do, you know, I was in the middle of flying in an airplane and they announced, oh, the airplane is dry, is being delayed, is coming, not flying to Washington, D.C. And I had to be on time in Florida The next day to teach a dolphin swim seminar no this airplane is being derailed to Baltimore and we have too much bad weather we can't so they're flying to Baltimore the doctor next to me says yes that always happens every year I'm friend through this a million times and on the little video in front of me it has that red little line going to Baltimore so I I wiggle my eyes I twiggle my nose like genie I say this can't be happening we're landing in DC well, we land, and they say, welcome to Baltimore. And I go, this isn't happening. And I had read this awesome book, Time Shift. And right. I said, no, no, no. They should. They, they, this time shift, I love this. Let's do this again. And I just did what I just said. Stopped. I looked at how I was feeling, and I said, what do I really want? And I felt as if I were walking into the future of my fulfillment while we were taxiing to the Terminac there in Baltimore. And I said, no, no, no. I mean, dear God, come on, this is going to cost United a lot of extra money. How about, unless you have a better plan, we just make this Washington, D.C.? And I felt it, and I relied on Hugh Everett's interpretation of many worlds, and Wheeler as well, Wheeler's interpretation of the many worlds, a quantum physics, quantum physics understanding that we live potentially not only in one universe, but we have options of multiple universes. So I just went for it. I went in that potential where the universe was landing my airplane in Washington, D.C. And I did it until I could feel it in my bones. I did stop. I looked. I chose. And I felt the end result, the potential parallel dimension manifest now. Done deal. What do you think? The announcement came on and said... Uh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, we were just informed. We actually landed in Washington, D.C. Really? Oh my
0: <laughs> <Yes>. goodness!
1: <laughs> <Crikey. Yes. laughs> so I'm saying three words, you know, stop, look, choose, and then feel the future as if you were in that parallel future now. Do it, practice. Make it happen with small things, and realize that you are living, maybe, in what are the people might call a virtual reality. I call it a co-creative reality with the universe, with God, and it is it. I love God. God isn't it, you know. It yeah. is like neither he or she, it's like the source. It seems to be really loving when we cooperate and co-create. We're like the hands and eyes and ears of the God source, and we're like manifest into 3D, and we're returning our gaze to the center, and it says, what do you want? And then we'd be able to be clear on what we want and align ourselves with a higher purpose of our life
0: there you go right. um, what what do I mean you say to people because people are uh, like a swarm of fishes yeah you know they they yeah, they're they're, 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 right. they're stuck in that in that that group and they are swimming along with everybody else. they don't want to go anywhere else that's it they're there or that right but, but they 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 need to stop. They need to stop and think, why are we going here? What could we do? This? And this is what, you know, from what you're saying, this is what people need to do to stop, look outside, look what's going on, look out there, and then choose. Look at their life. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we are
1: humans and we copy each other. We're mammalian beings. We need to copy each other to ensure survival. Look, I got here because my grandparents did something right, my mother and father did something right. And if I were to say, let me do something completely different, well, I don't know that that system is going to work. But we are eking out and we're discovering a new universe as we go. And as a matter of fact, every day I open any kind of Google News, it tells me it's amazing, Google knows what I like to read how more and more scientists are now discovering that the laws which we thought were real are no longer real right just yeah. like we used to think it was the flat earth everybody i mean galileo was ousted and imprisoned because he said the earth was round and thought uh, we lived in a heliocentric universe but was made and forced to say the earth is flat because nobody believed it heck we were wrong then and we are changing every day And the scientists are slowly, and they're ahead of us actually, ahead of the mass consciousness that teaches and learns stuff in universities. So pioneers like you, like me, we write books, we have radio shows, and we teach people a deeper truth that only a few species are following, but they're creating lives with so much joy and health and happiness that it is catching on. A lot more people are listening to this message now than when I started when I first started in the teaching in the 80s, I had my banker in German say, "If we find out that this is a cult, you know, we're going to immediately close right. this bank account." Right. Well, <laughs> you know, now we don't have that issue anymore, and more I, and more people are willing to listen.
0: Well, I, I'm sure that a lot of people who've been listening to this show have, have gained a lot from you and. Even if just listening and making them think about things as well, which I think is one of the, the most important parts. But time is whizzing by. So what I'm going to do now is hand the show over to you, Ilona, and have you tell everybody where they can find more about you and, of course, all your books.
1: Cool. Yes. Well, go to Amazon, type in my name, Ilona Selke, and it's spelled with an I. So remember, I, like you and me and I, Ilona, I-L-O-N-A, Ilona Selke, S-E-L-K-E.com or Ilona Selke on Amazon. You'll see all my books. If you go to IlonaSelke.com, I have a gift for everybody. Uh, you can download a free app for helping you to start your day out with a 8-minute meditation that guides you to listen to your heart and soul and create one wish and learn the four steps of manifestation. And it's right there on my app on my website Ilonaselki.com, and if you want to download my dolphin book for free go to livingfromvision.com it's living from vision you know it's having a vision and living mm-hmm. from that vision livingfromvision.com you can download my book Wisdom of the Dolphins free of charge and those are my two gifts I give to anybody who wants to to discover more learn more read about dolphins or my latest book Dream Big, The Universe is Listening.
0: Well, great. Thank you so much, Thanks. Ilona. It's been great fun having you as a guest today. Really en- enjoyed it. And good luck with the new book.
1: Thank you so much. It's already going into Germany and being it's, uh, coming out next month and going to the international fair there. It's doing wow. well. Thank you so much,
0: Barry. My pleasure. Thank cool. you.
1: Awesome. Thank Bye.
0: you. There Bye. you go. My guest today, Ilona Selke. That's I-L-O-N-A and Selke is S-E-L-K-E. Talking about her her great books, uh, about the dolphins and that, including her new one, as she said, you can find all about it on IlonaSelke.com. Dot com as well as on Amazon and stuff like that. That's a great show. Um, I'll be back next week with a new one. Don't forget the weekend on Sunday. Those were the days uh, 5 to 6 o'clock here on New Visions Radio. Music from the 20th century and we're on the last one of our hearts themes. Yes, we've had three about hearts, uh, songs with hearts in them. So this is the last one of that uh, this Sunday and then of course at 6.30 until 7pm on Sunday, 30 solid minutes of the British Invasion. Music from the 60s and 70s that invaded America. But that's music. Now it's me finishing this chat, so, as of now, I've got one thing left to say. Don't forget.